Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration from life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluti, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hey, hey, Stacey, Stacey C. here, thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Michael, are you with us? Yes, Michael, are you I with am. us? Yes, yes you are. All I'm right, sorry. people. Here we go. Michael E. Schmidlin is a serial solopreneur who has generated millions from his home-based business where he enjoys the success he's achieved without compromising who he is as a husband, father, and friend. Michael and I are both contributing authors in the Change Book series. You'll find his chapter about doing business in your underwear in book three. Michael is the owner of Old Bulls Marketing, where you don't follow the herd, you lead it. He's also an angel investor with a sincere heart to help home-based businesses overcome the odds and succeed. He's currently working to finish his first solo publication titled The Underwear Entrepreneur, a definitive guide to working from home, designed as a blueprint for small business, startups, and would-be entrepreneurs. He's also published two business magazines called Crushing It and Virtual Company, and launching right now this week is his latest nuclear-tipped arrow called Card Connect. It's big data for small business, used to integrate financial services and global analytics. Michael is a tech genius, if you haven't gathered that so far, with keen emotional intelligence, heart, wit, and courage, and he continues to serve some of his very first clients from 30 years ago, which confirms some of his, um, which confirms the truth that relationship really is the currency of business. So I am so honored to have this rock star on the show with us today. So welcome to the change, Michael. Well, thank you very much. I'm pleasure to be here. Yeah, awesome. I have been reading up on you and doing my homework, and I've learned so much. It's just been um, a pleasure getting to know you online. A few of my favorite co- uh, quotes of yours, one of them I posted, um, you said, do, 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 do not seek my approval, earn my respect. I love that. When did you come up with that? Probably about a year ago, I think. Um, mm. You know, I think we all, we all want to be liked. I think that's human nature. Uh, I'm a a firm believer that, you know, I I respect people that have earned the respect. I don't believe that respect is accorded because of rank or title. And uh, it's it's earned by your actions, not your words. Amen. Amen. On your Facebook banner, it says, in life, we don't get what we want. We get in life what we are. If we want more, we have to be able to be more. In order to be more, we have to face rejection. I love that. And you said that we've all got a story to tell, but we think that nobody wants to hear it. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I I am guilty of that as well. I mean, I would say I'm more interested than committed in writing my first book. And I kind of feel like uh, the, the change was the first book project that I was involved with. And I've been involved with in a couple more collaborative projects since then. But I, uh, you know, I really, it's been difficult for me to sit down and finish my own book. I've been working on it for, yeah, 
quote unquote working on it for 10 years now. So it's less of a priority for me, quite frankly, than it was when the original idea uh, was birthed back in 2008. It took me about 10 years also to finish and publish Egypt to Canaan. I realized that that was a journey for me. It was just part of my path. And so um, it's all used for good and it is going to reach people someday, but it's good that it's not pressuring you right now. Talk to us about the role that rejection has played and might still be playing in helping you to be who you are. I like that you said be, you didn't say become, you said be, we just need to be, we need to step in and be that one. So how, how is rejection, you know, playing well, out? Well, I, I think that my generation particularly has done a great disservice to our children, and it's being reflected in society right now because we've tried to isolate and put them in a bubble and not have them ever experience loss and pain and uh, failure. Uh, and, and I think that it was well-intentioned in the beginning, uh, but I don't think we've done them any great favors. I mean, it, learning life lessons is all part of growing up, and uh, I think it's, it's, it's an extremely important part. You know, yeah. you're not going to get everything you want in life. Uh, you, there's going to be a lot of heartbreak and heartache and, 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 and failure. It, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, is one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Yeah, I love that. You are so right. We just want to protect our kids, don't we? It's just the heart, yeah, we do. you know. And that's, just want that's, kids. You know, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. We don't develop courage until we're in a situation where we need courage, right? Yes, and ma'am. so, uh, yeah, we need to go through the tough stuff to get to the other side of it. So I love that. Have you always felt worthy or confident or powerful? Can you remember a time when maybe you didn't? Lots of times. Okay. You know, I, I think that we all have a couple faces, the one that we show the, the world and the one that we look at in the mirror every morning. And there are days, and, and there have been probably months and years where I wasn't necessarily as confident as I appeared to those around me. Um, you know, I think we all become pretty good actors in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the play of our lives. Um, I, would be, I would be lying to say that I, that I hadn't experienced uh, the, the, the feeling of, um, of not being worthy on more than one occasion over the 30-plus years I've been in the sales, sales profession. Yeah, but you took action anyways. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Well, you just have, you have to manage it. I mean, it, 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 it's reality. Uh, you just you manage it, and uh, you understand that that's just you know part of the process. Yeah. You don't let yeah. it you don't let it define you or consume you. Amen. Take us back to some of the resolves you made as a kid about life and business. You know, from the time I was five until I was about eighteen years old, when I graduated from high school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And one of my good friends in high school went on and became a doctor. He is a pediatric oncologist, uh, and I've lost touch with him over the last five, six, seven years. But he lives in San Antonio. He had to go into the Air Force to get into medical school back in the 80s because that was just kind of the way it was. And uh, I came to the realization that I didn't want to be a doctor for the right reasons. I wanted to be a doctor for the status 
and the perceived financial reward of, of doing it. And so I went to college for literally one trimester, and I was not ready mentally or financially to go. So I stopped, and I got a job, and I started working, and I never looked back. Uh, so I, not, not that I feel like I'm a self-made man, but I, I don't have a piece of paper that, that you know, says that I did my four-year stint at university A, B, C, or D. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot of life lessons on the journey, and I wouldn't trade the experiences that I've had for anything, to be perfectly honest with you. Awesome. They say that happiness is nothing more than the result of living a congruent life. So the inside matches the outside. So obviously you've learned how to align with who you really are and step into this place of, you know, you didn't have to compromise your values. It sounds to me like, have you, do you know the difference between living in an incongruent place or where you feel misaligned and, and the place of connection where you're just absolutely like there in that sweet spot where, you know, integrity is, is working for you. Did you ever feel like you were living a double life? There, there certainly have been times. Uh, I started a company back in 1990, and I was the president and founder of the company, and it grew from nothing to almost $7 million in sales in three years. Mm-hmm. And I got forced out uh, towards the end of the third year. And I was a minority shareholder, but I was the president, and I had two active partners and two investors. And it's a long story. I refer to it as the palace coup to this day, but it was a valuable learning a learning experience for me. Um, it was not fun, quite frankly, and it took me a long time to get over it, probably 10 years. Uh, and, but, I, but I did learn from it, and uh, you know, I, I adopted the old uh, Cold War slogan, trust but verify, and I had trusted people who I probably shouldn't have, and I paid a dear price for it both mentally and financially. Um, so two of the three founders ended up suing the, the third founder and the two investors, and we settled out of court. Uh, this went on for less than six months, and it was settled out of court. And, you know, we, we had an attorney who was a friend of ours, and, you know, his, his attitude, and I believe this to this day, is that a bad settlement is better than a lawsuit any day because, as he said, in a lawsuit, the only people who win are the attorneys. And, and to a great degree, he's right. As long as you walk away with some gold, right? You walked away with some wisdom, with some, with some information that you didn't have prior to the experience. I think that this is so common with those who succeed. You believe that tomorrow, you know, there's always something better, and you believe that you have the power to get the thing um, that's better for you. And I just, I, I see that, that ability to persevere, that ability to look back and say, you know, what did I learn from this, rather than settling into a place of bitterness, you know. Breaking trust, I, I think that trust, you know, when your trust gets uh, shattered like that, it's it's crazy. I was going to ask you if you've ever been disappointed by mentors or business partners or, you know, if you've gone through that, but it sounds to me like that was exactly it right there. That's a big one. Well, I finally got together with the, the, the partner who had turned on us, and I had lunch with him one day, and he mm-hmm. he was the most nervous person that you ever met. And, and, and I told him, I said, I'm doing this for my benefit, not for yours. I said, I can look at the guy in the mirror every morning and feel good about who's looking back at me. I don't have to constantly be turning around to see who's trying to bury it between the shoulder blades. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was a learning experience for me. And, and, and you know, as I said, it took a long time to get over it. I, I trusted people I shouldn't have trusted, and I paid it, you know, as I said, a dear price for that. Yeah, yeah. What is your ultimate mission today? I have taken great pleasure over the last couple of years. I, 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 during the course of my 30-plus-year career, I have found the necessity about every 10 years to reinvent myself, either because of changing market conditions, uh, technology, whatever the case may be. And this last seven years has been a very long part of that journey trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up because I don't want to be going through this again in my late 60s. So I'm trying to make sure I get it right right now. And I, I believe that I'm on, on the, the, the correct path. Uh, I have enjoyed mentoring other people, uh, mentoring and coaching for free in most cases, uh, people who I actually like and respect. And, you know, I learn as much as, as I teach, I feel, uh, so that that's kind of, but but I also understand the necessity to generate revenue and income because I, I refer to money as fun tickets because you can't have much fun if you don't have any, um, and and so that I, I'm in a place where I'm trying to build something of value for myself and my family, but also give back as as much and as often as I can. Awesome. That's awesome. I was going to ask you about your angel investing and, and that's it. I really sense that heart just to be able to help, you know, those who are starting out and it's really, it's beautiful. I, I think that the thing that we're living for is the thing that we would be willing to die for. And in a sense, we do die daily, you know, to all the stuff that really doesn't matter anymore. And I think at this age, you kind of start to sift through that and you realize what's really important. And it's not material things, quite Mm -hmm. frankly. You know, Mm -hmm. I was a material boy for a long time during my career. And the sad reality is is you would get some instant gratification on occasion, but the novelty of that gratification wore off very quickly. And so you ended up spending a lot of time earning money to buy toys. And as soon as you got the toys, you know, it was like I'd rather play with the box, you know. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah. It's really deception. You know, we're really blind until we walk into that place. You just don't realize how empty it is. What's the legacy that you want to leave or how do you want to be remembered? I have a, and this is in a quote, quote from anonymous. Uh, I, so I have no idea who originally said it, but it's short and sweet. Aspire to inspire before you expire. Mm. And I try to live that. I mean, I I would like to leave a legacy for myself, one of, of, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. I'm not infallible. I've made plenty of mistakes. I've tried to be a good friend over the years. I've tried to do business with honor and integrity. I won't say I haven't slipped up on occasion because I have. You know, I, I own my actions and the things that I've done. I have no illusions to the contrary. Uh, but that, I think that sums up my personal you know, vision for the, the, the type of legacy that I'll leave behind. I love that. That is so good. That's so good. That says it all. We, we're here to breathe life into other people, and uh, that's what you're doing. What role does personal development play in your success today? 
You know, I was very fortunate in that back in 2006 when The Secret came out, it, it really resonated with me because a lot of it, quite frankly, from my perspective, was common sense. And it was things, I mean, obviously, it, it, some of the basic precepts in the, in the book go back thousands of years. So, you know, they're incorporated into the Bible and a variety of other teachings. But, you know, it really resonated with me, and I was fortunate back in 2008 to meet, get to meet John Osroff. I became personal friends with him. I was a client of his then coaching business, One Coach. I uh, was involved in a mastermind with him. So I've been an active participant for the last 10 years. And prior to that, it was more or less unknowing. I mean, I didn't really have a focus on it. It just was part of what I was doing, I guess. So you're still actively involved in his work. That's awesome. Absolutely. And accountability, right? Yeah. So you've got the support and the accountability to keep you on course. Absolutely. And it's, it's yeah. a necessity. Absolutely. Nothing of nobility is accomplished apart from enthusiasm. What are you excited about today? Uh, you know, I, I've been very fortunate in that by virtue of an investment that I made four years ago, uh, going on five, in this SaaS startup, that I've had the opportunity to meet some phenomenal other peoples who have complementary technologies to what we're doing. And so I have, you know, you, you alluded to the, to the line that I used about a nuclear-tipped arrow. Uh, you know, this opportunity came up because of a friendship that I had with somebody I met when I lived in Austin. And it's complementary to what I'm doing from a business analytics perspective, but it's not something that, you know, was on my radar until a couple, three weeks ago when I got approached with this and I sat down and I looked at it and I saw the place that it, you know, the, the, there wasn't necessarily a void in what I was doing, but it complemented everything else that, that I had going on. So I'm excited about building out Old Bulls marketing right now. And, and quite frankly, it's a culmination of a variety of tools. Uh, I, I half-jokingly say I have more tools than Bob Vila. Mine are just digital. I don't. I don't have a shed full of physical tools. They're all digital. Awesome, awesome. Who are your clients? Your the the major uh, clients that you serve. You know, I do business with with other digital marketers. I mean, Old Bulls is a B two B play. I have no desire to do business with consumers, small, medium, local businesses, large corporate enterprises. I've done business in so many different verticals. And I believe, uh, when I sat down and looked at it, at one time or another over the last 30 years, I've done business on all seven continents. Um, I actually did some stuff in Antarctica probably t almost 30 years ago now, a long time ago. So that was one of the early ones that I ticked off. But since then, you know, I've, uh, I've worked from home for over 25 years, which to me has been a blessing and sometimes a curse. Uh, raised two kids working from home and had the freedom and, and the luxury to not miss any important events, you know, during their uh, formative school years and uh, coach soccer for both my, both my daughters when they were young before uh, they moved up. And uh, so it's, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a fun journey so far and I look forward yeah. to continuing. So important. You have not missed out on life. Health, relationships, all those things that matter most are so there, you know, for you. What would you say 
is working for you in marriage right now? Well, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary in April. Um, mm. I feel very fortunate in that I found a, a partner and, and a friend as much as a wife and a lover. Um, mm-hmm. We've had good times. We've had bad times. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's all been milk and honey because I'd be lying like any, any, anybody who's honest about a relationship. Uh, but far more good times than bad times. So. Yeah. The people that make it in marriage are the ones that know how to fight together, not the ones that know how to fly together. I read that somewhere, and I thought that was so true, you know. Um, I agree. How do you get through the hard times, right? How about your yep. health and well-being? Uh, my health is okay. It could always be better. I need to start taking better care of the temple. There's no question about that. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this this recent move, we moved three three months, three weeks ago, excuse me, uh, for family reasons, uh, as I believe we previously discussed. And I need to start taking better care of me. And uh, I've had some, some challenges, nothing major, but just persistent things uh, that I'm finally over now. And... Uh, Hopefully, uh, moving forward, it'll be pretty smooth sailing. Awesome. You've got some good hiking out there, no doubt. And and bicycling and all kinds of yeah. other outdoor amenities. Awesome. You're in Colorado. Yes, ma'am. No. Yeah. So, um, what? What? How can people stay connected to you and your amazing work? You're all over the place online. So, where where can we reach you? Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter are the three primary. A couple, okay. couple websites. Uh, Oldbullsmarketing.com is, is, is the new one, and it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, I won't say it's under construction, but it needs, to be, it needs to have a little bit of work done on it. Mm-hmm. I've been a relationship sales guy for 30 years, and the vast majority of my business is from referral and from people that I've met and established you know, mutually beneficial long-term relationships with. So, I've never really had to worry about having the latest and greatest website or, or anything else. You know, I pretty much do what I want to do, and uh, that, that's not a bad gig. I was just going to ask you, what would your advice be to those startups, you know, the, the would-be entrepreneurs and the small business owners, and especially home-based business, because it's really easy to start isolating, right, not being out there with the people. But like you said, it's all about relationships. It's all about serving people at such a high, sincere, authentic level, and that's what I see in you is that ability to connect and to continue to be loyal and faithfully serve those. I read somewhere that you're still serving customers that you started with 30 years ago. Is that true? That's correct. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Something really to be proud of and humbled by. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Because well, I think, you know, the hard, from, from my perspective, the hardest thing in the world is to get a customer. It really isn't that hard to keep them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you under promise and over deliver and, when you're setting expectations, it's easy to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the important thing. Uh, you know, startups need to understand that they, they may be one of those unicorns that, you know, nails it right off the bat. Far more likely than not, there's going to be some struggle, and they need to have resources and a support system around for them to get through those hard times, or they're not going to survive. And that's, you know, that's the reason why 95% of business startups fail in the first five years. Uh, it's no not support. because they it's not because they you know plan to fail or mm-hmm. even fail to plan it's just you know 
a, a good idea in and of itself does not guarantee success, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, support, support, support. Well, Michael, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it was just, there's so much in you. It just kills me. I want you to come back on the show and talk more. But um, thank you for inspiring us, you know, to be more, to do more, to connect more, to believe um, that we have what it takes to, to do that thing that we're called to. It's just um, inspiring to look at your life and what you've created and what you continue to sustain. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me very much. I've enjoyed it and would be happy Mm -hmm. to come back. Let me know when. All right. We'll do it. And a big thank you to our listeners for joining us today. This is Stacey C. signing out. This is a short, sweet radio show. I want to remind you to be the change that you're hoping to see in the world. I'll see you next time.